Welcome to The Heath Barnes Show, bringing you interviews and insights to grow your business from some of today's leading voices in the mortgage industry. The Heath Barnes Show is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now, here's your host, Heath Barnes. Welcome to another episode of Mortgages Reimagined. I'm your host, Heath Barnes, and I am overjoyed with excitement to have one of my, I consider him a mentor, Mr. Rene Rodriguez. Rene Rodriguez created the, what I like to call the amplified process. He also has his own TED Talk, is a uh, podcaster, and has a new book coming out called How to Amplify Your Influence. Rene, who are you? What do you do? And what makes you unique? <laughs> That's not fair to ask me that question. That's good. No, it's good to be here, Renee Rodriguez. And 27 years ago, my mother asked me a question. She said, look around the room and, and tell me, what does everybody here have in common? And so I tried looking around the room and trying to figure it out. And I couldn't come up with anything. And then she said, Renee, everybody has a brain. <clears throat> and if you can understand how the brain works, everything in life becomes easier. And so I've spent the last 27 plus years diving into how to apply brain research, neuroscience in the areas of leadership, influence, change, and how to be a better sales professional. And how'd you come up with the amplified process or like the amplified event? Was it a process or did you copy it from someone else or learn it from someone else? Where'd that come from? You know, there, I think there's very few things that are new in the world, but Amplified came about just getting asked over and over and over again from people to help them become better speakers. And the, the approach that I take is very different because there are techniques to being a better speaker and a communicator, but my interest really lies in how do you make better leaders and mm. why are we speaking? Kind of ask a deeper question. I can teach you how to stand up there and speak, but for what purpose? And it's kind of a gift and a curse where I'm always asking myself, what, what's the purpose behind this? And things for me that lack purpose kind of, they, they lack meaning and, and I don't, they don't capture my attention. And so when you realize that the purpose of speaking is influence, the purpose of leadership is influence, then the question becomes bigger. It's not just about being a good speaker. It's about how do you drive behavior change? How do you inspire action? How do you speak in such a way that people want to do something different because of your words that they wouldn't have done if you hadn't spoken? And so that's, that process entails a lot of things from body language to what you know about managing our stress response to sequencing and storytelling and all the things that, that really go into creating a, a good experience when someone's speaking. Yeah. So let, let's start off with one of the things that I most struggled with starting with the amplified process. And for those that don't already, already know, I've, I've done amplified three times this year. So I heard Renee in a, a video and it was within two minutes, I said, sign me up. And so one of the things that it was really el evident to me was how I couldn't handle the elevation of my heartbeat. And I'd start to, my mind would start to lock up kind of like it is right now. <laughs> and so what, you know, you gave me some advice and for you, you know, what advice would you give other people when they feel like they're going into that lockdown process? Well, I think one, I mean, you, <clears throat> I remember your, your journey through it and it was, I mean, you're such a talented coach and such a respected coach and you're ridiculously successful in the mortgage space and have helped so many people. And 
you watch the one-on-one conversations you have with people and how people look to you and your leadership. And then when I, I was blown away because I'd watch you transform when you got in front of the room where you would sort of look like a deer in the headlights and, and the stress become, became sort of overwhelming. And the, the process we try to rem- remind people of is that that stress response is designed for a reason. It's designed to keep you alive. And mm. the problem is, is the brain a lot of times misinterprets what stress or what a dangerous situation is. And it incorporates, it looks at the difference between physical safety and psychological safety. And the brain responds almost the exact same to a psychologically unsafe environment, meaning fear of judgment, self-criticism, you know, all those things being in front of the room, being watched, humiliation, failure, whatever it is, we associate the same thing and our heart rate responds the same. And then when our heart goes into a, a, a place of trying to survive, it shuts down access to memory because it's, mm. it's not needed at the moment. And so right. you don't need to remember your speech. You just need to find the exit. It's the most important thing. And then how do you get off the stage? And it's like you're being chased by a bear in the woods. You're not going to need to remember, you know, what, when you were, you know, what, what the 32nd president of the United States was, you don't yeah. need that information. You need to know how do I get out of here? And your blood actually goes to your fit, your, your arms, it goes to your legs, it goes to the extremities to be able to be stronger. And those are all things you don't need and don't want when you're speaking. And so the only real way, I mean, one practice, but two is to learn how to breathe. And mm. when we walked you through the breathing exercise, you literally went from <clears throat> deer in the headlights, looked like you had a, like I, I've told you, like it almost looked like a neurological disorder Yeah, and went to sounding like Clark Kent and being confident right. in the, in who you are, which is, it was beautiful to watch. Yeah. What's the process? Like you, one of your favorite quote or one of my favorite quotes is let your heart speak in sequence. And how do you drop out of your head into your heart so that you have a bigger impact with your audience? Well, I define the heart as your values and it's your beliefs and to access values and beliefs. You also need memory. So values, beliefs and memories, the things that you remember, because the things that you remember are also tied to values and principles. That's all research. We don't remember what we feel or what we calculate to be important. We remember what we feel to be important, things that are tied to those things. And so when you access memories, memories are a really good way of accessing what people believe and what they value. And that's what I call your heart. And so it's, you know, a lot of people think your heart is like, oh, speaking touchy feely and think, no, it's not about that. It's about what do you believe? You can speak in a very strong way from the heart around something you're passionate about. And the sequence comes down to the sequence of the brain. The brain listens to and needs to follow a certain methodology, a certain sequence for it to retain information, for it to even hear it. We know that sequence, by the way. If you've ever given feedback, you don't start with the negative feedback. You start with positive. Mm. That's priming the brain to be more open and receptive to the other information. It tells the brain that you care about them, that you are able to see both things and it creates psychological safety. And that allows the secondary information, maybe the criticism, their areas for improvement to come in. So that's that's a simple example of sequence, but there's so many more that go into creating the Amplify process. Yeah. And so what do you think uh, one of the biggest mistakes most people like leaders when they're trying to influence their audience, what's the one or two things that they often forget about? They, they don't connect first. Connection has to happen before influence. It's very hard to be influenced by someone you have no connection with and you don't trust. Yeah. And that <clears throat> right there, people can intellectualize that concept, but living it is very different because living it requires you to change how you speak. It requires salespeople to 
change. They say, well, people buy emotionally defend logically. Everybody, every salesperson worth their weight in anything knows that, but their sales presentations have nothing to do with emotion. They're all product-based and they're so <clears throat> they need to learn to actually follow what the science says, which is to connect first. And that usually happens through personal story It happens through vulnerability. It happens through the struggle and the failures of life and not, does not happen through successes. Now, we can create some connection through our successes, but in terms of some attraction through success, but it doesn't create the connection yeah. that we're looking for. So telling, talking about your own personal story and what's happened in your life, you talk about signature stories. You know, there's a lot of people that say, well, I'm not really good at storytelling. Um, and storytelling is the master way to influence people. What advice would you give people on how do you tell a good story? Well, I would, you know, there, there's countless amounts of information on the internet on, on how to tell stories. I look at the simplest form, the recollection of, of, of the events in, a, in chronology, what happened. And mm -hmm. then you look at, <clears throat> if you know that it's a memory, that means it's memorized. Then you look at chronology, but then most people, they don't give the detail necessary or they give the wrong detail. And so you have to approach story from the end in mind. What's your, what's your objective with this? What are you trying to share? And like, I could tell your story about when you, when you, you know, when you had a hard time on stage and you froze mm -hmm. in a totally different way that would add no value. And, but I chose the elements that contributed to the message, which were you were stressed, but then you breathed and then everything went better. And so right. those were the three core messages, the details behind that and, and all the other details that could tell a different story aren't relevant because of the objective I had in that moment. Now, if I wanted to, let's say I was talking to a per, a, one, a potential instructor that wanted to do amplify. And I'd said, well, if you had a Heath Barnes, you, you have a, you, the, I, I, cause I had to go through the struggle of wondering, did you have a neurological disorder? Cause I couldn't then harp on you in front of the group. I had to really assess that this was a very touchy situation. So now yeah. I could focus on that part to teach the person that I'm training in how to understand boundaries and how to understand good judgment in when you give coaching and when you back off or when you do one-on-one -on -one versus in front of a group. And so, but that's a totally different message than we had before. And so if you notice the story fits the message you're trying to say, the details are driven by the end result, not by me wanting to tell a story. Yeah. Yeah. So also one of the things you learned uh, amplified is that, uh, which is one of my favorite uh, quotes is uh, claim the frame. Why do you think the frame is so important and how can uh, people become better communicators by framing? Like how can you teach them? So to understand frame framing <clears throat> is how we understand reality. We understand the world around us because of frames of reference, right? And so, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of different applications of that. But the frame that we put around things, it's the explanation. It's how do we understand it determines how we interpret things. We could, the news frames things depending on the political interest of, of the news station. If CNN and Fox, they both will take the same current event and put a different frame around it. One that drives a very opposite agenda of the other. And so, but those frames are powerful because they, they, become constructs of reality. When I say constructs, they're the building blocks of reality. 
And so we're building our reality based on frames of reference that we know. And so the simplest example is we tell people, you know, what word comes to mind when you say used car salesman? And people always say something negative, sleazy, dishonest, yeah. one of those types of things. And so when that happens, that constructs a reality in front of us that's somebody that we can't trust. And if I can't trust that person that's in front of me, then anything they say is not trustworthy. And so when we take, talk about claim the frame, in whatever industry you're in, if you're in real estate and mortgage, you have the same challenges, used car salespeople, and some people, and some research says even harder challenge because of the things that have happened in the past. So you have to claim the frame. So through personal story, you know, like my grandfather, you know, was wanted to get out of Cuba in the early, in late fifties and early fifties, I think it was. And he wrote a letter to the president saying, if you get me out of this country, I'll fight for yours. And long story short, he gets out of the country. They pull him out. He goes and fights in the American armed forces, gets out, lands in in Homestead, Florida without any money and no jobs. And in Homestead, Florida, there were, there were no opportunities. So he couldn't have his American dream until somebody who believed in him got him into an older vehicle. And that older vehicle allowed him, affordable older vehicle, allowed him to, to drive 50, 75, 100 miles to earn income. Yeah. The person that believed in my grandfather was a used car salesman. And so now all of a sudden that story that's placed in yeah. front of the actual answer claims the frame. Because yeah. what happens is if I don't provide a frame for my audience, my audience will create one for me so that they understand what's going on. But that frame right. is created based on their experience, not mine. And so I'm, it's a crapshoot on how they're going to understand me. Yeah. Yeah. We all have, we all have our own experiences, whether you're, you know, growing up, you know, if I'm, I can't tell you about my childhood, but I, if I tell you a story about my childhood, you experience that your childhood experience. So I think it was super impactful for me. And you talked off, you talk often about is uh, how people give a message and they may be a great speaker, right? But at the end, right. they give no tie down, you know? So yeah. you, you, anyway, so tell, talk about the different tie downs and how we can become better as loan officers and, and tying down our message. So uh, some people have a natural understanding of contextualization, which would be a good providing context and a frame to an understanding. But the tie down answers the most important question is what does this information mean to you as the audience, the listener? How did, why did I share this with you? What can you do with it? And very few people actually answer that question. And the mortgage industry is notorious for, for, for posting about and telling people what's happening in the marketplace, but they don't have any information that says this is what it means to you. They just say the Fed cut their interest rate by half a point. Yeah. Okay, what, what does that mean to me? Right. Or, you know, there's a housing shortage and inventory shortage in, in the industry right now. Yeah. Right? Now that what happens is, is people who are professionals assume that their audience has the same level of understanding. And so they assume that they're going to connect the dots in the same way that I intended them to, but the tie down takes away that risk and says, the reason I share this with you is because right now, and so then you can fit, fill in the gap depending on the audience. And you're, if you're talking to a real estate agent, it's going to be a different yeah. tie down than you might be talking to a consumer or a family member or your children. Yeah. It means something different to all of them. Yeah. One of the greatest pieces of advice that I heard at our last Amplified is like, sometimes you might be on stage and you're talking and you forget where you are and like, all you have to do is say, and the reason I tell you that is <laughs> just... Tell them. So, so for, you know, most of the loan officers we've experienced the last couple of years has been outstanding and we're coming into a higher interest rate environment. I always tell us, tell what's the message or uh, give me a, a great script for addressing interest rates for our audience. So the client says, Hey, you know, 
Tell me about your rate. Give us one of your phenomenal. Well, I did a podcast on this price versus value. And I think the, to be able to answer the interest rate question is no different for whatever industry to answer the price question. And you have to first believe, do you believe that interest rates are the most important driving factor? And the answer is emphatically no. It's, is it, does it have to be competitive? Yes, of course. Assuming a competitive interest rate, but a fluctuation up or down isn't going to make or break uh, someone's life and should not be the only thing. And the reason is, is that this industry requires people to give good advice. And for it to be good advice, there has to be people hired and they have to get paid. For, for this industry, for people to be successful in this industry, you have to close on time. You have to be able to get to the closing table. They're not all products are the same. There's a whole financial plan that goes behind the mortgage that people try to distill down to an interest rate. And when you personally as a loan officer understand that, then the pr price question should trigger automatically shifting away from price and into what really matters. And so a script that I give people <clears throat> is one is to help define terms. If you can answer it by, by asking a question in return to mm. help them really realize one, no loan officer should ever quote an interest rate because a quoted rate is different than a locked rate. Mm -hmm. So there's our first definition. I'm claiming the frame right away. So somebody says, what's yeah. your interest rate? I'm saying, I'm sorry. Are you, are you thinking, are you wanting a quoted rate or a locked rate? And do you know the yeah. difference? And they're going to say, yeah. well, I, I don't What's know. The difference? Well, there's a really big, yeah, there's a big difference between a quoted rate. It's what I can quote you today, but that a quoted rate means nothing to you because you're not going to pay a payment based on a quoted rate. You're going to make a payment, which is what, you, what matters to you on a locked rate. And for us to have a locked rate, there's a lot of information I need to collect from you first. I need to be able to check your credit, have some conversation, decide on what programs and kind of get a general game plan. And so quoting a rate is actually a pretty risky situation because, and here's why I say it's risky, Heath. Mm -hmm. this industry trust is the most important thing for me and me being able to say something and actually follow through on it is paramount. And so for me to quote a rate and then run the risk of the market changing or a different scenario coming up and that rate having to change because I didn't get information fast enough from you, then that I would have to change that. And then I'm the one that looks like a liar and I don't want to do that. I hope you can understand that, but I will tell you this, yeah. you got to answer it is that our rates are going to be pretty much the same at rate from here to there. Give a, give a range, right? Yeah. Our goal is to get you on the low end. And that's going to depend on how fast you and I can work together. Because yeah. the list of information I get, how soon do you think I can get uh, you guys to give me the information so I can get you an accurate rate? Yeah, I love that. Using that information to drive the behavior change. And the behavior mm -hmm. is, and that's what influence is about, by the way. Yeah. And the framing was quoted versus locked. Yeah, and I, I like what you said about asking questions. I think often as a loan officer, you give information you give information, you give information, and most of the information that you need, you're going to get by asking questions, asking the right questions. Because, you know, if, if I'm telling you uh, about mortgages is one thing, but if you're telling me, if I get you to tell me about, I shouldn't, I should wait to lock a rate or, you know, the market's not good or, you know, what have you. That's the difference uh, between the two. Tell me about the, the new book. When's it coming out? Oh, April 26th. And did you know, <clears throat> we just hit number one new release in business communications on Amazon. Wow. It and it's not even out. Printed yet. No, not okay. Yeah. Wow. So we're, we're they, a lot of pre-orders are coming out. There's a lot of excitement for the book right now. Um, yeah. In fact, you're, you're one of the big contributors to that. I appreciate that. And yeah, so, totally. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you guys really, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Anderson. You also have your podcast that came out this year as well. Yeah, it's been a big year for you. 
Yeah, the podcast, AmpCon, the Amplify Conference, podcast, the book. Those are three big goals that we had and yeah. exciting that we reached them, reached them all. The, the book is really an in-depth look at the process and the, and the course itself. And so anybody who's been through the course is going to be able to use it as a manual to really mm-hmm. go back to every single one of the concepts. And those who haven't can use it as a guide uh, to walk them through how to amplify their communication style, amplify their influence. And so, and the Amplify conference is happening on March 14th, where about a thousand people that have, you know, some of most, a lot of which have been through the course and a lot of people who are wanting to learn about it are coming together. Leaders bring their teams and it's, you were actually the last one. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. And uh, I'm going to give away a hundred books. If you uh, like and leave a comment on this video, then I'm buying a few from Renee. I got, I got to have something to do with the books, right? I got, I got a lot, I got a few coming. So if you haven't been to one of uh, Renee's events, you're already sold out. What January and February this year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think we're we're moving into March, April right now. Nice. So nice. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. If someone wants to go to one of your events, what's how how would they do that? What's the best way to? Where would they go to contact you or? Best way to find me is meetrene.com. It's M E E T. Don't go to M E A T. M E E T. Renee.com. And you'll be able to see the book. You'll be able to see the Amplify event. And then otherwise, you can go directly to AmplifyMyLife.com. Amplify nice. with two eyes. But yeah, I would just go to Meet Renee and click on Amplify or the book or the podcast. Nice. And so, Renee, one last question. If you had a tagline, like Nike, when someone says Nike, what do you think? Just do it, right? Yep. Wait, if if uh, you had a tagline, what would your tagline be? Well, I think you said it before. Let your heart speak in sequence. Nice. Yeah, I love that. I think that's, and I think that's the one that people tend to gravitate towards. So I think we're kind of sticking with it. it. The only problem is it's, 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 you have to go through the course to understand it, but it does create a good conversation start. Yeah. For those of you who haven't been through the course, go to the website right now and sign up. Can they get a discount if they uh, put in a code? To so the course, not the course, but the amp, amp con. Yes, okay. they can. AmpCon is right now it's five ninety five. Early bird special is four ninety five. If you use this code Renee one hundred, R N one hundred, it'll give you another hundred dollars off. So it's only three ninety five. Wow! And so that's we made it accessible. We want to uh, be accessible for people to bring their teams and other people that yeah. cannot pay the six thousand for the other course. Yeah, and it's going to be in Las Vegas on the fourteenth of March, right? Yep. And then following two days after that, or the, the following for two days afterwards. It, the, the the day after for two days is Momentum Builder Conference, which is another probably twenty five hundred people. I'll be on stage with like wow. Gary V and and Hal Elrod and Ryan Holiday and Bradley and some other really cool people. Nice, cool. Well, I appreciate you being on the show today, Renee. And I want to acknowledge you for you know what you're doing right now in the space of influence, especially in our industry. I think moving forward, people in our industry definitely are going to have to master their influence. So. I appreciate you being on. Any final thoughts before uh, we sign off? No, I appreciate you, man. I really appreciate all the support. And I think my you've been one of my favorite people to work with because you you have such a huge heart, also such a vast amount of knowledge and expertise. And it's just really fun to watch you piece those together and influence more people. You're You're one of the good ones, brother. Thank you for having me on. Totally. Thanks for being here today, Renee. Thanks, Ethan. And there you have it, another great episode. Don't forget to check out the notes at heathbarns.com. 
And you can find out more about all the ways we can help you at heatbarns.com. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, and we'll talk next time.